Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationBoise.com. All right, good morning. If you are on your way to work or you are already there, uh, you tuned into the Gospel for Life. And uh, we have been, I think last week we ended with um, a, a a show halfway through this idea of the elements of worship. Of course, we're referring to our upcoming uh, conference, uh, Reformation Boise, on the topic of worship, so we're trying to prime that pump. All the details for registration are at reformationboise.com. Just a little teaser, um, as far as the conference is concerned, we're, we're not just excited about the speakers that are there, going to be there. They are, I think, some of the the experts on worship and the Reformed tradition that are currently living um, so not only are they just wonderful, godly, instructive men, we have a book table that has um, over 350 titles on it, um, thousands of books, and many wonderful resources on worship. Um, so even if you don't want to come for the speakers, <laughs> you can just come for the books. Yeah. And, for the bookstore. And, and if you register, you'll actually get a, a gift certificate. This is only for people who register. If you, you'll get a gift certificate to use at the book table. Yep. So, um, okay. So quickly, um, we were talking about Hughes Oliphant Old's book, uh, Worship Reformed According to Scripture. And uh, he, he talks about in this book the different kind of elements of worship. And he, he names the the. the the first one being expository preaching, and then um, the, the use of lectio continuo, which is just the idea that you preach book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. We talked about that last week. If you missed the show, just go subscribe to the Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe to podcasts. So, continuing on that list, uh, the next element that he mentions in uh, worship is the the praying, singing, and responsive reading of the Psalms. I think his focus there is Psalms and how that is uh, manifest in your service. There ought to be some attention given to the Psalms, the Psalms being uh, obviously the inspired songbook of the Old Testament, which you're singing the words that God wants you to sing, you might say. You know, I mean, there's a little perspiration that may go into prep, uh, into writing music, but this is an inspired work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God breathed, we would say. You know, this, this is, a, uh, you know, th- this holy men moved of God wrote these things. And yeah. so this, this becomes an important part of our worship. And because uh, we all love the Psalms in some way because of all the different emotions, you know, there's praise and lament in the Psalm. Yeah. You know, so it touches on our human experiences. You know, you, you find David in places where, you know, the, the ascription of the Psalm tells you the circumstance that he was in. And uh, you can apply those to your own circumstances. So there's there's a, a great benefit in using the Psalms in your worship. And uh, you know the easiest 
way to do that is through song and, and the mm-hmm. metrical use mm-hmm. of the, the psalms that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the psalms were written for worship. They were written for the worship of, of Israel. One, one way to think of the psalms is they are inspired words from God given to us so that we can give them back to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're, they are unique in, in Scripture in, in that way. Uh, they are they are inspired uh, so that we can we can return them to God uh, as part of our worship as part of our praise. Mm-hmm. Maybe this will will help. Um, God graciously has given us the Psalms as a hymn book, a guidebook, a worship manual, however you want to say it, um, for the church, the Church of the Old Testament, the Church of the New Testament. It'd be kind of like if I'm in an English class and we're we're reading a novel. And we're trying to figure out, well, what was the author's intent here and, and what did they mean and, and what were they trying to convey? You know, what was this imagery about? Um, and then you had a choice. You can either have your English professor um, walk you through the novel or the author themselves is available for you to, co- to come in and talk to you about the novel. Hmm. Now, I'm not questioning whether the professor would have wonderful things to say, but whatever they have to say is not going to be as in, insightful and true as what the author themselves are, have to say about the book that they wrote. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I would look at um, the Psalms. Here you have the author himself. Mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. inspired this, these truths for, as a gift to the church. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be anything better than that. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to say that you can't have human beings that – provide wonderful insights into worship mm-hmm. they're just not going to be as good right well, I, d- I do think you know that you know when we sing hymns we're we're we want to sing those things which reflect god's word that bring out the truths of god's uh, word and focus on him but psalm, psalms automatically do that there's there's no question that they are um telling us something about god and something about our relationship to him mm-hmm. yeah you know um i'm a I'm a Presbyterian, and uh, get out of part here. Of, part of our yes, and, and it's something you I, I could, feel yeah, like something I'm at you an could AA aspire meeting. Yeah, it's something you could aspire to be. Yeah, My gosh. name is Phil, yeah. and I'm a Presbyterian. <laughs> That's right. And uh, I love you, brothers. Um, well, one of the things in in my tradition and that goes way back is something that's called uh, exclusive psalmody. Now, we in our in our church don't practice exclusive psalmody, uh, but it, it, in the Presbyterian tradition, particularly in in past times, uh, that was something that many churches held to, mean, meaning they would sing only the psalms in worship. And uh, I personally think that was too too restrictive, too too strict, uh, because you know they would not sing something like uh, uh, "Amazing Grace," "How Sweet the Sound," or they they would not sing the great hymns of, of Charles Wesley, uh, and uh, you know uh, "Oh for a Thousand Tongues to Sing My Great Redeemer's Praise." Uh, they would sing only the Psalms, and uh, they would refer to any hymn or song written by uh, a human being that comes from outside of Scripture, they would refer to as uninspired. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that was too narrow. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there are wonderful, wonderful hymns, obviously, and and contemporary songs. But that's not uh, that's not. I mean, your argument is not just based on your kind of narrow view of this other tradition. You think to help your argument when it, when it says uh, we should sing um, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with yes. one another. That's how you understand the scripture. Yeah, it's absolutely. So you're driven by scripture yes. right, to come to that conclusion. Yeah, absolutely. This actually might be a topic that might be worthy of a whole show. Maybe we can squeeze this in tomorrow. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, I, just to, to follow up on that last thing about the the use of the Psalms, the Psalms actually contain a whole plethora of, of prayers. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, – Who's often old is on to something, and the idea of they help inform our prayer life yeah. um, and help us to understand the breadth of prayer. Um, sometimes we can be pretty narrow, pretty um, yeah. surface level, and I think the Psalms help us understand um, the character, the majesty, the glory of, of God, help us in our, in our adoration, but they also help us in our confession yeah. and in our laments, our complaints, if you want to say it that way, and and how we bring um, intercession and supplication to God. I, I just think they fill out our our prayer life. Yeah, um, yeah. it's Abs- also true absolutely. that you know you know Christ with his uh, disciples on the road to Emmaus after his resurrection, he pointed back to all of Scripture as as referring to him. And one of the specific categories of Scripture was the Psalms. And uh, you know while we don't. Uh, see his name there. We know him because he's revealed there. Uh, you know, there's 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 Psalms. Uh, you know, uh, kiss the you know Psalm two, kiss the son, lest he be angry with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recognize uh, who that's referring to, or Psalm twenty two, yeah. which talks about uh, you know the suffering you know of Christ on the cross. So. Um, they're pointing to him, and this is one something that Isaac Watts was one of the uh, great hymnists. He he um, helped us see Christ in the Psalms by presenting Christ to us in the in Psalmody, but uh, where that reference was obscure, he made it more clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, is it safe to? I got. I felt like I was rebuked yesterday. So is it safe to move on from the song? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think so. Okay, so, yeah, so what it. you do is you introduce these wonderful topics, and then we only have fifteen minutes to talk well, about it. Well, you know, there's it. just yeah. You, well, you guys have such a treasure chest of things to say that we just have too many things to talk about. All right, so expository preaching, uh, the the praying, singing, responsive reading of the psalms, and now this next element, which is. Uh, utilizing a full diet of prayer, a full diet of prayer. So what does a full diet of prayer look like? I think oftentimes in, in the modern church, prayer is a, a couple sentences at the beginning of ser- of the service or maybe a, a line or two before we open up God's Word. Um, and what we see from, from Scripture, and I think what Old is talking about, is that prayer is multifaceted. Um, prayer should contain praise and adoration. It should con- contain confession and thanksgiving and and supplication and intercession. Um, and in in that, there might be just other elements that come out. Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, in our traditions, we have what's called a congregational prayer. And in that congregational prayer, we I think we are, I think I'm 
speaking correctly for all of us, we would say that all of those elements should be in a yes. congregational yes. prayer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and that's what Old is saying, that yep. prayer is not just a little addendum in Presbyterian circles, I mean, in the directory for worship. It would, it would talk about um, congregational prayer and, and what's included in that, and, and some of this is coming out of that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it, at, our, at our church, we don't put it all together. We separate it out. Yep. So we have a adoration prayer at the very beginning where we're praising the Lord for who He is mm-hmm. and what He's done, and then and then later we we read the law and then we confess our sins because of you know that's our response mm-hmm. to it, and then later Thanksgiving supplication. So a little bit yep. slightly yep. different, but it has all those same elements. That's right. And and purposely doing it. Meaning, purposely keeping these elements before you um, helps you to to match your prayers to Scripture because this is how Scripture expresses mm-hmm. the prayers of the yes. saints. Obviously, and this is something that the disciples wanted to know about. Lord, teach us to pray, and then he he gave us the pattern prayer of the Lord's prayer, which has those elements in it, and probably the one that's most familiar, the most familiar element. To all of us, and the most natural one is "Give us this day." It's that supplication point. Um, but but before that, there's that there's the adoration of who He is. Hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Those things um, oftentimes are neglected in our prayer life mm-hmm. and in worship in the church. We're reminded of those things. We're reminded that these are. These are ways in which we communicate with God, and He communicates with us. So we would say in worship, there's a dialogue that takes place. That's right. And this is what we're getting. Amen. Well, you've been listening to The Gospel for Life. We're talking about worship. It's the theme of our upcoming conference, Reformation Boise, Be Thou My Vision, with Dr. Robert Godfrey and Dr. Terry Johnson. Go to ReformationBoise.com. You can register for free. Everyone who registers will receive a gift certificate to use at the book table. We hope to see you there September 17th and 18th. See you next time. 